0: Hey mama, have you heard all those stories of beautiful and miraculous pregnancies and that is just not your experience? Maybe you have depression or fatigue, morning sickness, are you worried all the time? I have a five minute quiz that will help you relieve the sucky parts of pregnancy. If you'd like to take it right now, head over to the description of this episode and find your happy pregnancy place. Because what if pregnancy doesn't have to suck? Welcome to the Calmer Mom Podcast, where we go from conception through pregnancy, birth, and beyond to help you be the mom your kids are actually asking for. Pregnancy, birth, and motherhood aren't easy, but they don't have to be so hard. You're not alone in this journey. I'm Michelle Noble, creator of the Calmer Mom Project. Mama, I've been there, and I've got your back. So let's begin. Welcome, 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 mamas, back to the Calmer Mom Podcast. I'm Michelle Noble. I'm the Calmer Mom Coach and creator of the Calmer Mom Program, or Calmer Mom Project. I don't even know the name of my own stuff today. It's that my it's been that kind of day. It's <laughs> that crazy. And I am here with a very special guest. I have so much gratitude for him. He has gifted me so much in my life. So much change. I'm so honored for him to be here, Mr. John motherfucking Ashford. (laughs) I love it. John is an access consciousness certified facilitator. And I think you're probably some other, you know, access consciousness specialties along with that. I know you're amazing working with bodies and with money and with business and everything. And also John has three grown children. He has his own amazing journey that he has taken in his life, and he works with kids in the juvenile justice system in Portland. So, John, I am so glad you're here. And with that introduction, tell me a little bit more about claiming the energy of John motherfucking Ashford.
1: (laughs) It's actually knowing who you are. When I hear my name, when I say, I'm John motherfucking Ashford, it's my Samuel L. Jackson voice of like really being smooth and solid at the same time. And I'm finally on a journey of knowing and understanding self. And I start saying that because of another friend of mine, I heard my friend say it, and it was just like, it's such confidence that nothing can really move you. And it's like that I'm getting to the point that I'm always in choice. And I realized that there, I am source. I am source part of the universe. I'm source part of the creator. I'm source part of God. I am source. And once you get there, you realize that everything becomes really, truly magical because you're actually steering your ship with help of beings from around the universe if you if you choose to.
0: It's one of the things i I love that you've talked about is being willing to receive from beings of light, ancestors, entities. And I know one of the things I see a ton when I'm looking at with working with moms and looking at the, you know, the mothers and pregnancy Facebook groups and things like that is this sense of being alone, this like loneliness in this journey.
1: We're never alone. We're never alone. That's a that's a misnomer. We're never alone. Yeah. We just haven't lowered our barriers and extended out far enough to realize that it's crowded and there's a lot of people cheering for us. Even the worst person, there's a lot of people still cheering for them.
0: It's just a willingness to hear the cheers, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like we're walking around with our volume, you know, like the volume on our on our cheers and receiving button just like they like, turned off. Yeah. You know, when you're on a Zoom and you're like, "God damn it, my audio isn't working," and then I can't hear you, I can't hear you, and you suddenly realize that it's actually your that you actually haven't turned the volume on on your computer. You're like thinking the other person isn't talking yes, and it's all screwed me. up, and they're like, "Oh." Shit, it's my button, <laughs> my bad. So actually the universe has my back. Actually the angels would are there for me every moment of the day. There, oh, there are yeah. so many things and people and beings with and without bodies who would like to contribute. And I just have my mute button on, oops, my bad.
1: <laughs> yes, you take the mute button off and ask for help and they'll come flowing, flowing in like,
0: Bad people. Like, ah, here I am. And so actually that's cool because look at how, you know, if we've been walking around with our mute button on, imagining that we're alone, we've become used to that as a reality. And then you hit that button, you get an inkling, you hit that button and suddenly the volume just goes up and it's this volume of like adoration and support, but it is so different than what you may have become used to. Like, would you be willing to be in the discomfort of actually having that level of support. And I i know I learned yeah. from another access consciousness facilitator, Shannon O'Hara, who's amazing. I totally recommend people check her out. I t- took a class with her and she was talking about an exercise of just like, you know, lay in bed, relax, let your body relax into the bed and allow all of these entities and beings that would love to support you to touch your body and relax and just receive that. And I will tell you that it is, for me, it was so uncomfortable the first few times I did it. And it still can be. Kind of exquisite as well, but also very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A discomfort is just temporary. Think of it that way.
0: Yeah. Like when you get in a hot tub, that there's that first little bit where you're like, whoa. Yes,
1: exactly. That first little second, it, it gets really kind of awkward, but if you allow the seconds to pass, then it becomes very comfortable.
0: So I know we're going to talk about some, um, go some crazy places today, John, because I know we always do. And I'm going to invite uh-huh. our listeners to just be one to go, you know, just go on that journey. Just, you know, stay with it. Some of it might be uncomfortable. Some of it might be as if you are hearing something that you have always known. But nobody told you that it was okay to know that. So, John, you were talking about how when you were growing up, you were really aware of and, and it, it turned on by that this kind of like magic of Jesus and the magic of the like going to see Star Wars with your dad and the magic of the Jedi and the potency and power of Darth Vader. And, and you also mentioned how your mom would ask, you know, like, John, you got to come back to the middle. And I wonder if you were talking to someone who was just starting out. Um, maybe they're pregnant for the first time or their partner is pregnant for the first time. What would you say to them? Tell me more about what you know about that. You've got three kids. And-
1: so one of the things is, and I've mentioned this book that I'm reading called The Architects of Existence by Teresa N. Washington. And the reason I, I thought this was kind of funny you asked this is sitting right next to me because I've been reading it quite often. It's talking about the power of the universal womb, And what we get from the universe and what moms offer. And then this Yoruba explanation, West African explanation, before the child enters the womb, the communication between whoever's creating the child, it's a first established oneness that occurs. And they were talking about this in ceremonies and how men don't have that and women do. With my three children, it was sacred. Every pregnancy was sacred. I was in the room with every child being born because something in me knew that there was something that was sacred. When I mean sacred, I'm not talking about like church shit. There's something magical being established. And it's an opportunity to connect to everything with them and allow them to be their independent being. And if the womb doesn't get murky and clouded by this reality and the projections to it, this child will become healthy. Now, they will bump their knees, scrape their knees, make mistakes. I'm not saying they're going to be perfect, but what happens, they'll have a peace of mind, or peace that, that, I'm not saying there won't be difficulties, but the child will know, that's it. There's a knowing from when you honor the womb. And the father is the first example to give that to that child. And because I teach domestic violence classes here in Portland, I realized that a lot of the men that I work with did not have that established in the beginning. So they're always off kilter until that's reestablished.
0: You say a little more about that?
1: Yes, TMI. Okay, I hope this doesn't gross somebody out. Well, constipation is because there's not enough water in the digestive system. There's some other things, but at the end of the day, more water, less constipation. Okay, I'm going to connect this. Men who don't have enough water at the beginning with mom are always searching for water, but they don't know what it is. That's the connection of the womb with that child. And it's not about money. It's about who you choose to be. And what I mean, who you choose to be as the parent, as the mom and the father. And there is a magic of the womb that once that happens, you can tell individuals who have it and individuals who don't. And I can tell through my male friends all the time. And it's just not only men, also women, there's a clash because there's not the honoring of the womb.
0: So are you talking about both the honoring of the womb as a creative and generative space in and of itself and then also the honoring of the child yeah. as being a sacred being in and of themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The situation of it is, is that I don't care. And a lot of people think if I throw money at it, it's not about that. It's the energy that's thrown at it. See, that's where we got things off kilter. that I'm beginning to realize in my world now is that it's going to make some of my brothers upset. There is a creative factor with women and child, with woman and child, that's godlike. like And I think at the heart of it, some men are jealous of that because they realize they are an additive. They're the salad dressing to the salad, but they're not the lettuce, cucumbers, or the carrots, baby. They're just the salad dressing.
0: Well, I would say they are the catalyst as well.
1: Yes, but the entire system is dependent on how healthy the mom is. If a mom gets pregnant and she goes through any type of trauma or anything like that, the baby will will hold on to that vibration. And we don't understand that as a people on planet Earth or we would be treating women totally different.
0: Yeah, true story.
1: I mean, think about how many times as a probation officer, my, my kid, like here's the piece about it. I'm not worried about my daughters getting caught up with an abuser in a relationship. And people are like, well, why would you say this, John? There's so many. Because at the very beginning between their mom, their plus mom, Tori, and myself, they've been given tools along the way to be present that they don't have to worry about that abuser because it didn't happen in the home. I might have spanked my daughter once or twice.
0: <laughs> Did it work?
1: Yeah, I mean, my, none of my kids been to jail. None of them committed any heinous crimes. <clears throat> Their relationships and I and I'll say this. I hope my youngest daughter doesn't hear this, but if she does, oh well. So she went out with a guy that she really liked, and in the process of that, he was kind of abusive, and it lasted all about maybe a month. And it wasn't abusive like physically, but the way he spoke to her was speaking down. Well, she never had that from her dad. And she never saw that with her brother. And she never saw that from her grandfather. So she was lucky or chose a situation this lifetime that she had an example of what it is to be cared for and not physically cared for, but emotionally and energetically cared for. And that translates like when you finally meet somebody, you're like, mm, "This is not, this is, this is not familiar with me. I'm not going to stay with this."
0: It's as if we have a vibration or a resonance to certain things, and we pull those things in. And if, in the womb, in yes. their early life, if that resonance with an abusive or a dismissive or a diminishing energy is never established, that child won't gravitate or pull it in. So, like with your daughter, she was exposed to it with this there's a boyfriend, but it didn't stick because that wasn't something that she had like the tractor beam for. Yeah. So people like, I've noticed a lot of what happens with women when they hear about the impact of their emotional status or their environment on their baby during pregnancy, they go to guilt about that. So it's like, oh, you know, like, oh (sighs) shit, I was in this traumatic relationship or I was whatever, blah, 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 and then they go to guilt. Like I should be able to change this and I can't. And none of that, of course, is actually creating more of the of the True. tractor beam of like guilt and judgment. If you could speak to some pragmatic ways to shift that if someone is in an environment right now or, or they themselves are kind of out of balance in this way, but resonate with what we're saying that that's what they would like to create for their child.
1: Well, the first thing I would say, stop it and be kind to self. Any additional judgment does not create and anything that creates Disease in the body from judgment has to stop, especially during pregnancy. And it's the, the easiest. Thing. I know it sounds crazy. You just have to choose not to judge you. Like waking up in the morning and being like, oh, man, this is the best I have right now. It's going to get better tomorrow. It's going to get better tomorrow. And matter of fact, why not wait till, let's not wait for tomorrow. It's going to get better in a couple of minutes because once you start speaking that into space, the universe will find a space for that to be.
0: You actually begin to start creating a new tractor beam and <laughs> new resonance with that. Yeah.
1: Yes. The greatest gift that I, at 59, that I know right now is forgiveness of self for all my mishaps. You know, every single, and- ask, this is my access consciousness line, yes. how does it get better than this? Ooh. How does it really get better than this?
0: I wonder if you could speak also to how in this reality, I know I would say even more perhaps in Western cultures than in many other cultures, we really yes. don't have any connection to like ritual or sacredness of the womb, the divine feminine, that's just like not even part of our worlds. If you were like speaking some to men, what they might be able to contribute toward their partners around, you know, maybe she doesn't see herself as sacred space.
1: Yeah. So I think it starts with first honoring yourself. There's a program in Portland called Sovalti. In there, my sole purpose in this group is to bring consciousness to these guys twice a month. They have a curriculum of domestic violence that they deal with. The other times when I come in, I teach consciousness of all sorts. And one of the things that we say at the end of every group, gentlemen, hold yourselves as kings. And during the beginning of the class, we talk about what is it to be a king, a true king, not a king that this reality has created, but a king of how do you honor yourself and honor everybody around you? How do you start to Hold space for yourself so you can be present with somebody else. Wow. Tim Logan and the other facilitators, myself, really is sacred. I mean, and we don't get it right. We're not telling them they have to get it right. But we do ask them to spend time for themselves. It's kind of ironic in Multnomah County and Portland. Government entities don't realize how we can do this and be so successful. So, So our recidivism percentage is so low that they keep coming in. POs come in and try to listen to what we're saying. But they get blown away because we didn't make it a domestic violence group. They come and learn about how to be better men, but we make it about manhood. And a lot of men did not get the information. If the mom didn't get it from her mom, she certainly couldn't give it to her son. My primary desire in this group is to allow men to love up on themselves because once you love you, everything else will flow much easily because you don't have to be in judgment. You can be an allowance, you know, Having a conversation that if your wife is pregnant and you come home and she's pregnant, what can you do to relieve the pressure? You know what it's like to live in the world or on the world. So what can you do to create a different space? And when when does it not when do you not have to be embarrassed by it? Because what other men might say, fuck them. Choose what you know to be light for you that will create a space for you and that child and your partner. And I think that we, and sometimes I get emotional about it because it's so fucking easy. You have to choose it. And sometimes that means you go against the grain. And we live in a reality. that's so fucked up to try to make everybody be the same and that you have to do what somebody else did before instead of really honoring the uniqueness of who you truly be and how that could actually cater to somebody else's growth. There is a, a a line in a song by one of the artists, one of my favorite musical artists, Michael Franti, where he says in one of his songs, every single soul is a point in the palm of God's hand.
0: I just perceive like the perceive the difference if every single person saw themselves through that lens to start with. And then from that was then able to see every, you know, their partner, their children, their babies born and unborn, future, past, present, you know, through that of like, this person is a poem in the palm of God's hand. Now, what choices can I have? Now, who can I be?
1: What type of world would we have if we knew that? If we truly knew that, not believed in it, but if we truly knew that, what would that create? How will we speak to each other? Will we still have this issue with race and gender? See, there is a oneness that floats through the universe that's becking us to join it. And it's not going to stop, but it surely is not going to judge you if you don't jump on. But living would be so much sweeter.
0: So I'm going to give anyone listening to this a little bit of home play. We like to, in excess consciousness, we like to call it home play, not homework. You know, we were talking earlier about just stop it in terms of the guilt, the self-judgment, just from wherever you're at, write that down somewhere. Every single person, and you could even add in, including me, including yourself, is a poem in the palm of God's hand. When you wake up in the morning, you know, put on a post-it on your, put on a post-it on the mirror where you brush your teeth, you know, so you can see that a few times a day. And just see what that creates in your world. Start regarding yourself with that. And if you don't know how, if that seems impossible, if you can't see the poetry in yourself, just start to ask, okay, you know, I don't see that in myself. I must be like the worst little like shitty, non-rhyming crap poem in the universe. (laughs) Nobody wants to read my poem. Okay, if that's your point of view, not a problem, but just begin to ask, okay. But if I was to see myself as a poem in the palm of God's hand, what would I choose? And if I don't know how, what would it take for me to see myself through that lens? I like to imagine, like actually it helps me when I can kind of imagine something. So (laughs) imagine your poem in in God's glasses and put them on. (laughs) Like this is like, I'm putting on my poem glasses (laughs) and and how does the world look different? How does my partner look different? How does my boss at work, my judgy mother-in-law, my kid, like what do I see as a difference? And I'm not saying that because someone is a poem, you have to put up with their shit and let them walk all over you. But it just changes that perception. And when you change that perception, and especially if you change your perception of yourself, you will see different choices for how to relate with the world. And it certainly makes it easier to create that womb space of honoring and I just got how even once our children are born, we're still creating a womb space for a long time. They often talk about like the fourth trimester. We're still creating this space in which they are growing, evolving. So even if your children are already born, if you work from that honoring of the poem you be and the poem they be, what space would you create? And what future would you create, right?
1: That changes everything. One choice creates multiple choices that creates multiple choices, which creates possibilities.
0: And as you say, it's really quite simple. Not always easy, but quite simple. So if you found this podcast today, there might just be something in this journey that would allow you to have the ease of living that you've been asking for. Yeah. Yes. The ease of being you that you've been asking for. Thank you so much, John, for being with us today. You are a creator, a being of motherfucking magnitude, and I am so grateful to have you in my life. (laughs) Listeners, if there was anything in this that you heard today that sparked your curiosity, that lit you up, or kind of made you a little bit uncomfortable, I would highly recommend you visit John at his website, which is beingjohnashford.com and see what he's got going on. He's always got classes that, like, I can't tell you how many times that I've seen something that he's created. A class of his will come up in my my social media feed, and it's just electric. It's like my eyes go to it, and I can't look away. And sometimes I think, well, I don't really know what that has to do with me, but it ends up having everything to do with me. So check it out.
1: Thank you, sister. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, Mama, are you curious about something you heard today? For more resources from this episode, check the Calmer Mom podcast show notes. And if you know that easier pregnancy and birth and joyful, confident motherhood are possible, but everyone is telling you you're crazy to think so, schedule a free chat with me or discover more Calmer Mom resources at calmermom.solutions. You got this, Mama, more than you think you do, and I'm here to help.